There's a quote by Damian Lillard, who's like one of my favorite NBA players, and he said that if you want to look good in front of thousands, you need to outwork thousands in front of nobody, right? So I think this quote like resonated with me a lot at the time. And I also believe it's extremely relevant among students, right? Because everyone wants that sick job so they can update their LinkedIn title and get praise from their friends and everyone wants to work. That's all about. Yeah, everyone wants to work. Incoming analysts. (laughs) Incoming analysts, right, exactly. Hey friends, this is Austin, and you are listening to the Gritty and Curious Podcast, a podcast that showcases gritty and curious ideas, people, and communities. Welcome to episode nine. In this episode, I talk with Prerak Patel about the consulting industry, how to get an internship or job, and some tricks you guys can use to get the job of your dreams. And we discuss how to navigate the COVID 19 pandemic world when you might have gotten your internship canceled or your job offer revoked. So we're going to help you out with that today. Prerac is a lifelong learner, NBA aficionado, and he is a junior in the Rutgers Business School majoring in finance. First and foremost, Prerac and I talk about the consulting industry and I'm very excited to share this with you guys because this is something that we both went through and I think we have a lot to share with you and we can definitely shed some light on the things that we learned throughout our journey navigating the consulting space and help you guys out. So here are some of the things that we're gonna discuss. First, we dive into why consulting, then we talk about what makes consulting different than other careers. Then we go to what are the most important skills that consultants need? What are some resources that you can use to learn more about consulting projects and the consulting space in general? And then we close out the consulting segment um, by talking about what tools can you use to prepare yourself for the consulting industry? So let's get into it. Why consulting? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. So um, during my freshman year, I started out as a student with like a surface level understanding of, you know, like Wall Street roles and finance. Um, I had internships, um, both in like private equity and private management. However, I didn't feel like I had those experiences leveraged my creativity skill set. So after I got into, you know, the Road to Wall Street program here on campus, um, you know, I surrounded myself with like many like-minded people. And, um, you know, I believe that passion is contagious and it can be both beneficial and dangerous at the same time. You know, it propels you to work harder, but dangerous in the sense that it can be hard to break out of that group of people that are so like-minded and all in when it comes to like a specific field, right? Give a little bit of background about the road to wall street program and kind of the finance culture of the business Rutgers business school, because it's definitely pretty unique. And I think that it's mm-hmm. worth just kind of giving a little bit of background information about, and then, mm-hmm. um, then go back to go back to your answer. Yeah. So the road to wall street program here at school is a prestigious program. They take about 50, um, freshman year out of over 300 plus applicants. And essentially, the program serves as a springboard for students that are interested in working on Wall Street, um, specifically front office roles, such as investment banking, sales and trading, equity research, stuff like that. Basically, if 
you want to go into investment banking or sales and trading at Rutgers, the Road to Wall Street program is your gateway in. There's always people that find another way to break into the industry, but this has kind of been, like Prerac said previously, it's a springboard for students to kind of navigate that space. Um, and, you know, you go through a whole mentorship program um, as well as a exclusive class here on campus called Financial Modeling. Um, it's taught by great professors and it gets better and better every year, especially since it's like a new program on campus still. Um, and, you know, the overall culture here on campus in terms of finance is, you know, I'd say pretty cutthroat just because like we are not target school. So there are many students, especially from this program specifically, that are working extremely hard, um, mostly outside a classroom to get these jobs. So, you know, at the end of the day, there's only like around like 10 students that get investment banking offers um, out of 50 people that may be interested. So it's definitely interesting. Um, and it's great to be part of, you know, especially during the growth stage of the program. So um, I got into this program early sophomore year um, and simultaneously I was also part of this program called the Consulting Analyst Program, which is under the Rutgers Consulting Group. And you had to apply to get into this program as well. It's pretty selective. Um, and essentially what this program is, is a 10 week pro bono consulting program where you consult for an actual client. So the client that I consulted for was a drone security company here in Edison, New Jersey that sold military grade drones um, for security purposes. And on my team were, you know, a bunch of juniors. So I was the only sophomore, they're engineers, finance majors, supply chain majors. Uh, so it was pretty diversified. Um, and, you know, working on this project, we focused mainly on pricing strategy, um, Google AdWord campaigns and market research. And, you know, as I was working on this project, I realized that it was really, really interesting compared to past projects I worked on in the past for school um, and for internships. So I knew instantly that I needed to look into the field of consulting in and of itself. So I talked to other kids in the program, um, the RCGE board, and even uh, professionals in the industry. And I was initially sold, right? I saw something in consultants that I really didn't see in investment bankers when I talked to them at the time. And since then, I've dug deeper below the service level and came to realize that the skills you gain from working in consulting are extremely valuable. Um, I mean, there's a reason why so many people leave to start their own companies or take on product management roles at big Fortune 500 companies, right? So if that's something that I wanted for myself in the long term, then consulting was definitely a path that could get me there. So that's why I chose it. So why consulting? Why would someone want to join this industry and start their career here, it's because it offers a very unique skill set. It takes like a very unique person with a lot of different interests and knowledge and skills to be able to do well in these types of jobs. So Prerac discussed this a little bit, but now we're going to take a deep dive into what makes consulting different than other careers? What makes consulting different than other careers? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, you know, I think the beauty of consulting in general is the diversity of people that you would be working with. So you have students ranging from every single major you can think of, right? Like 
the program that I was in um, has a total of 34 different majors um, since its inception, right? The CAP um, program. Yeah, the CAP program. And the reason for that is that in actual client engagement, it's important to have diversity of thought. Um, you can't have like all finance majors or engineers on one team because there's a good chance that the recommendation that they make is derived specifically from what they learned in academia, right? It's important to have various viewpoints um, on a team, especially at the junior level when you're supposed to be learning the most, right? As you get older, people specialize in certain fields, but in the beginning, it's, it's important to learn as much as you can in the first couple of years, in my opinion. Um, it's also one of the very few fields outside of undergraduate that allow you to be part of a team that's working with like a well-known client trying to solve a very like esoteric problem at times. Now, the answer to this problem won't be clear cut, but it won't be something that you can solve on your own, right? Even though you may be creative. Um, this is like where your team comes in. Like you're working with people who probably know a lot more than you, people who have been on multiple engagements in the past. So, you know, therefore the learning curve will be extremely steep in the beginning. Um, but from an analytical standpoint and a creativity standpoint, right? So that's why I think it's such a great field and people should definitely look into it. So consulting is different because of the people that you're working with. You're going to be working with a lot of people from, like I said before, various backgrounds, and you're going to be solving very lofty and sometimes esoteric issues. And that would that's kind of what makes consulting industry different than other career paths. Next, we talk about the skill set that consultants have and the skills that you need to develop to make yourself marketable to the consulting industry. What are the most important skills that mm -hmm. consultants have to have or they need to develop? Like mm -hmm. from a student's perspective, what what are the things that you need to have in order to excel? Yeah, yeah. So since, you know, since practically any student can apply, I wouldn't say that there is an analytical skill set that's um, mandatory, I would say the skills that are mandatory are both qualitative, right? So one would be to listen. Um, it's important to act like a sponge and absorb as much information as you can. Um, and as you do this, you need to draw like many frameworks in your head and compartmentalize the various data sets you get, right? Because when I worked on that drone security project for RCG, um, we were given a ton of data ranging from like the drone itself to the market to the website activity, right? So it can get very overwhelming, but before you do anything, you need to listen and absorb the information, right? Um, the second thing that I think is the most important would be that you need to be a good writer. Um, and this may sound weird, but um, I think this is the most important skill for any career, in my opinion. Uh, communication is the backbone of everything. And being a good writer is about more than writing itself, right? Clear writing is a sign of clear thinking and great writers know how to communicate. They make things easy to understand for everyone. They can put themselves in someone else's shoe and they know what to omit and what to emphasize, right? And I think any CEO hiring a team of consultants would want to hire an effective communicator. So those are two skills that I would definitely work on. Um, during your undergraduate time, whether it be working on projects or, you know, just actually, you know, caring about the writing classes that you take. So two critical skills to develop are one, be a sponge and two, 
be a good writer and improve your communication skills. I 100% agree with this. You know, be a sponge, absorb as much information as you possibly can, whether that means you know, reading books, reading blogs, speaking with people, listening to podcasts, and then improve your writing skills and your communication skills because if you can communicate your message or you can communicate to your team more effectively, then you guys can be more effective and efficient in the way that you're working and solving problems. So next we dive into the resources that you guys can explore to learn more about the consulting industry and where you can go to develop these essential consulting skills. If people are interested in going into consulting, what are some resources to learn more about the field and where can they turn to prepare themselves and develop the skills that you mentioned before? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, a lot of consulting firms are secretive in their specific projects, but if you go on their websites, sometimes they post case studies of actual projects they've worked on in the past. So they put they write down like the actual problem that they came across and the solution that they proposed, right? So that's one way to learn more about the specific projects. Another way would be talking to people directly, right? Especially like managers and partners, if you can get hold of them um, and asking them about their experiences. Like many of them have worked on, you know, 10 plus projects in one year. Um, and they can give you a very good overview of the industry itself and where it's going and, you know, what they've actually learned from the projects themselves. Um, if you want to learn, you know, more about, you know, research and actual, you know, dense material, then I would recommend this um, website called McKinsey Insights. Um, they post phenomenal articles on various industries and it goes very in depth into the industry itself. The, um and a new research that's being conducted. So if you want to, you know, figure out what area interests you the most, then definitely check out that website. They have so many different sections. Um, so I, I would recommend those three things for just intro level knowledge. But if you want to actually get into the preparation stage of consulting, I would look into this website called Rocket Blocks. Um, it's a phenomenal website. It teaches you how to create frameworks. It, you know, you can do math problems. Um, you get case of actual consultants that worked at like PCG, McKinsey, Bain, etc. So that's a great resource to use in the beginning. Um, there are also a ton of case books out there from MBA programs um, that you can download. They're all free on like Wall Street Oasis or something like that. Um, and there's this guy named Victor Chang who I listen to. Um, yeah, and he I know also about has a book. Yeah, he has a book <laughs> it's called Case Interview Seekers. Like everyone knows about this guy. Yeah. He, it's it's a very good book. It's the case in point book is very dense, but this book is around like 200 pages and it gets straight to the point. I think it's a must read for anyone. Um, it's because it's not overwhelming. You know, it's clear and concise and tells you exactly what you need to do in the beginning. So those are things that I would recommend. Um, I'm not sure if you would recommend anything additionally. No, I think that that was good. And just kind of to reiterate what Prerox said. If you're interested in learning more about consulting in general, the best way to do that is by talking to people who are within the field, going on consulting websites and doing research. And if you're interested in learning more about consulting projects, um, go to McKinsey Insights. There's also several other, I'm sure Bain and 
B2G also have like a page where you can go and see, you know, case studies about certain things. So these are just other things to look at. And then from a preparation standpoint, check out Rocket Blocks and look up Victor Chang. I also, I think he has a website as well, right? Where yeah, he like, does. Yeah, he does. It's like a, and there's also a bunch of other sites out there. You could do practice case stuff and there's lots of resources out there so this concludes the first segment of this podcast and now we're going to shift focus and talk about pre-racks internship search and what he did to make himself marketable in the consulting industry tell me about your internship search yeah so this was um, an interesting one Uh, i started (laughs) out uh back during my sophomore spring, um, this is why I started doing a case per week, um, just to prepare. And I was also like networking on the side as well. Um, I was really fortunate in the sense that I was part of the Rutgers Consulting Group eboard at this point. Uh, and I was in the alumni relations committee. And I had access to the entire contact bank um, of Rutgers alum working in consulting. Um, and you know, I talked to other people on the board and you're going to get a bunch of people contacting you about that now. (laughs) Yeah, they will. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, you know, there's some people on the board that pointed me to specific individuals that I should reach out to. Um, and these are the people that are like the most dedicated to helping the club, you know, and providing, you know, themselves as well as their resources. So I reached out to them for first, right? I prioritized that um, before I reached out to other people. Then, you know, over the summer, I was interning, taking two classes and tutoring on the side. So it was a lot on my plate, but I still managed to ramp up the number of cases that I was doing a week to about four. Um, and these were like actual live cases that I did with like other people. Um and I also started reaching out to higher level professionals at consulting firms that were like on my short list at the time. Uh, they were McKinsey, PwC, KPMG, Oliver Wyman, like Parthenon at the time, right? You know, it changed since then, but those are like the five firms that I prioritized. And, you know, the reason why I wanted to network was to build a long-term relationship, right? Um, with quality people. It wasn't to get a referral or to learn more about what each room does. I want to jump in real quick because this is something that is so, so, so important when people are looking for referrals for jobs. A lot of the times they're just going on LinkedIn and they're sending random messages to random people at the companies that they're applying for and immediately asking for a referral. That is not what you're supposed to do. So just listen to Prerac. He is going to talk a little bit about how you should approach networking and how to build good relationships with employees at the companies that you're applying for. So the approach I took for this is not to ask for a referral at all. Um, it may sound crazy, but instead I built like a relationship early on my sophomore year and I maintained that over time. Um, you know, I would email my quality connections every two months, updating on my situation and progress. And I would even share articles with them. And, you know, it may be weird, but at the same time, like small things like that really differentiate yourself from the rest. Uh, Most students who network are takers, right? They just want the referral and nothing else. 
Um, now, that was true in my case to a certain extent, but I would do whatever I could to show that I was a giver at the same time, right? So I would always mention, mention RCG and stuff I'm working on to better students, um, whether it be holding a case workshop or planning new initiatives, right? And I never mentioned, you know, that I would I was just reaching out just for referral because that's that doesn't look good, right? Most people, most people notice that, and you know they're immediately turned off by it. Um, however, over time, the referrals did come pouring in. You know, I'd say over eighty percent of the people that I spoke to offered a referral at some point without me even asking. And come fall semester junior year, I started applying to firms and. The referrals didn't always help, but when they did, I was able to get really cool interviews. So I interviewed for three firms in the fall. Um, they're Kantar, ZS Associates, um, McKinsey. And in the spring, I interviewed for um, Mercer, uh, Huron Consulting, and a consulting firm in Los Angeles. So that was like my search and how I prepared um, over time. So long story short. Don't email people, send people LinkedIn messages and ask them for referrals right off the bat. Take time, establish a relationship with them, maybe send them an article or something that will differentiate yourself from the your competition. By competition, I mean other candidates that are applying for the same jobs as you. And this is a skill that's so often overlooked. It's not something that you learn in school. It's something that you kind of pick up from the people that you surround yourself with. And this is something that I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on right now. Building relationships at, like with these firms and the people is oft, so often overlooked. And it's not something that you learn in your classes. It's something mm -hmm. that you learn through the people that you kind of surround yourself with. So like mm -hmm. you said, you know, you learned a lot of these things from Rutgers Consulting Group and being around like-minded people who had similar goals to you. And I had a similar experience, like one of my friends, Kunal, he kind of, I was in the same situation as you, you know, fall semester, junior year, applying to places, and I'm just sending applications everywhere. This is before, like, I've kind of understood, like, the whole game of, you know, building relationships with people, you know, adding value, um, being genuine. And he's like, dude, what are you like? Why are you submitting all of these applications if you're just going in blind? Like you have to know you, you shouldn't apply to a place unless you know someone there or someone can vouch for you. So you're right. It kind of goes back to that whole giver taker mentality. You're never going to go out and like takers are people that are reach out to someone and say, Hey, like I'm so-and-so, can you like give me a referral? And givers are the people that are genuinely interested in learning more about the firm and, you know, their role and what their struggles are and what they like and what they dislike. And it's so often overlooked. And I, it's awesome that you, you know, you understand this and you were able to share it as well, because it's something that a lot of people should focus mm -hmm. on when they're going through this internship search throughout the podcast prereq and i talk about the concept of givers and takers if you haven't read give and take by adam grant i highly recommend it when we're talking about givers and takers that's what we're referring to if you want to learn a little bit more about that then i would definitely check it out it's a really interesting book and it's definitely applicable to what we're talking about right now so throughout your internship search you dealt with 
some rejection. How did you persevere through that and kind of touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I got way more rejections than I got acceptances. Um, but, you know, you have to welcome it. Every yes is made up of 10 no's, right? Like nothing comes easy. You have to keep going. And if you aren't getting rejected, then you're doing something wrong. Like you aren't setting the bar high enough for yourself, right? Like there's a quote by Damian Lillard, who's like one of my favorite NBA players. And he said that if you want to look good in front of thousands, you need to outwork thousands in front of nobody, right? So I think this quote like resonated with me a lot at the time. Um, and I also believe it's extremely relevant among students, right? Because everyone wants that sick job so they can update their LinkedIn title and get praise from their friends. And everyone wants to work That's at That's all Apple. about. Yeah, everyone wants to work Incoming at analysts. <laughs> Incoming <laughs> analysts, right, exactly. Like everyone wants to work at Apple, Amazon, Goldman, Kinsey, and so on and so forth. Uh, some people wanted to flex on others and others wanted to actually learn, right? Um, but at the end of the day, you have to sacrifice like your leisure time to make it happen. You need to stay up an extra hour to read. You need to wake up earlier to send an email or hop on a call. Like you just have to grind, plain and simple, right? So that's how I got through um, the entire rejection phase of my internship search, which was pretty long. Um, it could be a huge burden on you mentally, especially when, like, when you're surrounded by students who are also very talented. Like I surround myself with people who are always smarter than me, more ambitious, um, just because it like motivates me. And you know, these guys are getting jobs left and right. And it could be a mental burden on you, but you know, you just gotta keep going. Um, people who work hard can't go a single day without thinking about their goal, right? So those are the people that are definitely gonna get it at some point. It's just a matter of time, right? So that's how I look at it. How would you look at it? I look at it the same way because I like I was in that position as well. You know, all of your mm -hmm. friends, like you have that, you have that friend group of people that are super ambitious that are going for these kick-ass jobs. And like right around like November of my like fall semester, junior year, everybody was getting jobs and I was, I had nothing. And I'm like interviewing. I remember I had an interview I didn't go out for my 21st birthday because I hadn't I had a super day the day after and everybody was like oh. I was <laughs> bummed I was like grinding I'm like this is the worst like I ended up going out with my family or whatever but I didn't have the whole 21st experience that everybody dreams of when you go to college so I completely understand you know you're getting you're getting rejections you're looking at all of your other friends who have jobs or having fun that start slacking off in classes and like <laughs> All of this mm -hmm. stuff is going on around you. You're like, damn, I wish that was me. And it's all about just putting your head down. You're right. Getting up early, like sending out emails, you know, creating a routine. You get up every morning. This is just kind of what you do. And it's it's a grind. It's a process. You have to make it a system. And you just kind of embed it in your life. And eventually it it turns out that it, it turns out the way that it's supposed to. And you might not end up at your number one place, but you might and you, you might fall somewhere else and that's kind of where you were meant to be rejection sucks and i hear it all the time especially this past semester when a lot of my friends were applying for jobs you know they're sending out applications they're not hearing back they're like why is no one getting back to me blah 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 everybody's dealing with rejection so don't get upset when you're 
getting shut down by you know, firm after firm after firm. All you have to do is you know, keep the end in mind, focus on the things that are within your control, meaning you know, getting up early, sending out emails, networking, improving your resume, and focus on the things that are within your control so that you can put yourself in the best position to get to where you want to be. So this concludes the second portion of the podcast that talked about your internship or job search and kind of just general advice on how to navigate that space. Now we shift gears and talk about the COVID-19 pandemic and the challenges that students and anybody that's looking for a job right now are facing as a result of the pandemic. What advice would you give to people who are dealing with this kind of rejection with what's going on today? Yeah, I mean, I was in that same situation, right? Like I basically had an offer from Huron Consulting for a summer, but it got canceled. Um, and the reason why was because the internship is structured in a way that interns travel Monday through Friday. So I, I understand why I canceled it. It's not like feasible to travel right now, um, but it definitely does suck, right? Especially getting it taken away this late in the game. Um, you know, I know like, for example, Mercer, their parent company, Marsha McLennan, like they completely froze hiring. So um, it was difficult for me to like even advance in the Mercer round of my interview. So, you know, it's definitely tough. Um, but with that being said, I think getting an internship during times like this is like the least of everyone's concern, right? Both from the student and employer's perspective, um, everyone should be more concerned about their health and their family's health over everything. Um, and, you know, I think during this time, it's good to step back a little bit. And if you can't find an internship, try one, um, before you give up, try apply to like startups. Um, you know, reach out to them, say, look, I'm, I'm a student. I was affected directly by this pandemic. And I know you may be suffering too right now, but I'm willing to help out in any way that I can. Um, and I'm willing to work on paid, right? So that's one route that you, take, you can take. Um, if that doesn't work out, what I would do, and I was going to do this, um, I would volunteer. Um, I would volunteer or do free pro bono consulting work for local businesses in your town. Um, so there are a lot of independent restaurants and diners that are on the brink of closing if they don't get any sort of, you know, stimulus package from the government. So I think it's important for you just to reach out and, you know, make yourself available to them, right? Obviously, you're not going to get paid, but that's the least that you can do to help the community. And I think that also looks very good if you want to go into a consulting field, because instead of sitting home and doing nothing, like you're actually doing consulting work for actual clients, right? These aren't Fortune 500 companies, but they are still businesses, right? And I think it says so much about your character if you were willing to, you know, volunteer and help businesses out throughout the summer. Um, especially during times like this, right? It's very unique. And I think this is a time where you can actually stand out. Like it could be a blessing disguise for most people. Um, again, like you're not going to get paid and stuff like that, but still, um, I think definitely don't waste a crisis. Always take advantage of it. There's a quote by Martin Luther King that says, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. 
So I actually wrote an essay about this when I was applying to prep school and high school, and it's always been something that has stuck with me. And it definitely relates to the situation that some of you guys have been thrown into as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, focus on the things that are within your control, meaning going out and helping local businesses. There's so much help that people need in the world today with everything that's going on. So offer pro bono consulting services, you know, work with a nonprofit organization. The, th- the best thing that you can do is to take advantage of the opportunities that are available to you instead of fretting about all of the opportunities that have been taken away from you as a result of the pandemic. So today we covered three things. The first thing that we talked about was the consulting industry and you know why consulting, why is consulting unique? And then we talked about the internship slash job search and the things that you need to do from a networking standpoint to differentiate yourself from the competition. And the last thing we talk about is was taking advantage of the COVID-19 pandemic, even if you were dealt a bad hand you know, during this whole thing, you could still make the best of it. If you have questions about the topics that we discussed today, you can contact Prerac at preracnj at gmail.com. He's also on LinkedIn as Prerac Patel. And he said that he would be happy to help anybody out if he if they have any questions about any of the things that we covered today. This has been the Gritty and Curious Podcast, a podcast that showcases gritty and curious ideas, people, and communities. If you enjoyed this episode, you'd be the best if you subscribed, left a rating, and wrote a quick review. By doing these things, you let me know that you're listening and it inspires me to keep putting out content. You can get every episode of Gritty and Curious wherever you listen to your podcast and on my website, samaustin.blog. Until next time, thank you so much for listening.